Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel and podcast. Newcastle United have just absolutely demolished Leicester City at the King Power Stadium. Three goals to the good uh, on a Boxing Day uh, bonanza of a game. Uh, I'm Scott, I'm your host for this reaction. I am joined by Chris, Ian and Joe. Uh, lads, hope you had a good Christmas. How was everyone today? Anyone Mate, I'm still speechless after watching that. Yeah. Well, we are doing a podcast, so if you can think of something to say, that would be grand. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll jump straight into it. Um, Chris, going into this game, you saw the lineup, no Callum Wilson. Uh, were you worried with that? Yeah, I, I, I jumped straight in the Telegram group and said, I'm a little bit more worried now going in this one because I think every time you see Callum Wilson's name not on that team, she's not even featuring on the bench, you feel as if your your chances drop in regards percentage-wise. Um, and I, I was a bit worried, but then as soon as the match kicks off, you think straight away, why am I worried? Yeah. And we've been here so many times where we're missing key players. And we've said this plenty of times where we're missing Isaac, we'll be missing St. Max, we'll be missing Wilson, and we'll still get a result. So I don't know why I'm worried anymore because we're literally the best team that the Premier League has ever seen. Yes, we definitely 100% are the best team that the Premier League has ever, ever seen. And I will have no one speak another word of it <laughs> other of the source. Um, Joe, we did the preview for this game earlier this week and I don't think any of us predicted a win. I think we all predicted draws. Uh, Ian and I, I think, did nil-nil. Uh, and I think you were one all or two all or something like that. So 1-1. Uh, 1-1. Were you like surprised just apology, by how... Yeah. We, we well, were you surprised by how bad Leicester were? Yeah, um, 
it's interesting because we've all we've spoken about how will this break affect Newcastle negatively in terms of breaking their momentum, breaking that um, just that fluidity that we developed throughout the season, and we kind of looked at Leicester in the same vein, mm-hmm. obviously on a smaller scale. They've only been the last sort of seven eight games where they've actually sort of turned it around. But we thought, you know, um, they could well come back being quite sharp and. It's just not happened for them. It's very surprising. Very surprising. They didn't even look like they were going to really challenge us bar two or three occasions, which I was very surprised at. Um, what was more encouraging than anything else is just to see how sharp we were. Um, yeah. I know that Leicester didn't help themselves, but we really nullified anything that they had. And that was so encouraging to see for the uh, for the season going forward. But yeah, I was very yeah. surprised at how sort of lackadaisical they were. It was, it was, it was, it was a stranger because Leicester were poor, but I think we had a lot to do with the reasons for them being so poor. Uh, mm-hmm. We pretty much, like I said, nullified anything they wanted to do. We managed the game very, very well, and obviously, in getting the early goals, just kind of it almost killed the game off after the first ten minutes. Yeah, it does. Um, like you said, because we've touched on sort of the, the the couple of games that we've played, sort of from the. the the end of the World Cup, the the friendly couple of weeks ago, yeah. and then the the cup game. We just said there was, it just looked like we lacked that intensity. Whether that's because of the opponent, whether it's what we said was like match rustiness, but straight from the off, you just you seen that they were up for it. And I think it was it was ninety seconds or something like that. We were yeah. pressing, we won the ball back. Joe Linton runs through and then gets brought down. And it sort of set the set the tone for the the rest of the afternoon. Though obviously in the second half when the, the game was virtually won, we eased off a bit, but still there was spells where we're pressing and forcing them into mistakes. But that first half was it probably uh, arguably the best I've seen them play this season. Like everyone to a man, not just sort of two or three players. It was literally everyone was it was it was really really good to see. Yeah, it was a it was a complete team performance, Chris. And uh, like Ian said, there was no there was no standout bad performances. I think I don't think you could rate anyone lower than a than an eight, unless you're the Chronicle and everyone will get sixes uh, probably. But um, we'll come to the first goal. Obviously, uh, Ian mentioned that it was within ninety seconds. We got the penalty, and it, it's a stonewall penalty. Uh, Joel Linton breaks through the defence, and you know the the defender just misjudges his tackle and kicks him in the top of the uh, top of the foot there. But then Chris Wood steps up to take the penalty, and we've seen him take these before, but were you surprised with him going straight down the middle, given the fact he normally wellies them in the top corner, or is it just another boat of his feather when it comes to penalties that Chris Wood has? It's it's a game of chance, really, isn't it? When you step up for a penalty and you smash it down the middle, um, but he absolutely wellies that, mate. And safe as houses for Chris Wood when he, when he stepped up for a penalty. Um, we saw it just, just last week, it was, I think. Um, he, he can score a great penalty. He really can. Yeah. And whether it's him or Callum Wilson stepping up to take that, I'm, I'm as full of confidence as each other. I, I wouldn't mind who was taking that penalty. I think the team's full of decent penalty takers, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. if, if, Wilson, if Wilson's not taking it, Wood's taking it. Even Trippier, you can imagine Trippier. There's well in that as well. So I'm, I'm confident with Wood there and surprised to see him going down the middle. Nah, confident yeah. as always, mate. I think Fabian shares a pretty decent uh, penalty yeah, taker as well in the past. His, uh, his technique's horrible, though. He, he <laughs> does like the really slow run up and like just mm-hmm. like, like it's like a half assed pass, but he, I don't think he's he's missed many. But um, I Chris Chris Wood's penalty. I, I was thinking like, does he go top corner like where he went against Fayacano? But I think that early in the game, very similar to how like late penalties they just twatted down the middle. 
just make sure it's on target and it should go in. Um, but yeah, I'm the same as, as Chris. Any you look you look a bit we... stupid mind if you if you go straight down the middle and it gets saved. But the power that he puts in that shot, the keeper's not yeah. going to catch that for nah. a He's just going to parry that out. And chances are it's going to end up straight back at Chris Wood anyway. Um, but yeah, either way, it, it was a great great penalty. It was, and then it wasn't that long after that we uh, we got the second goal. Um, the man in form, Miggy Almiron, uh, playing beautiful link up football, liquid football with uh, with Bruno Gimarais once again. Uh, playing that little one-two, which has just unlocked so many defences this season. It's unreal. And long may it continue. I'm all for defences not watching those highlights and not picking up that that's going to happen because uh, they nearly got in again later on. Um, but, Joe, was it a, a well-deserved goal again for Miggy, do you, th- do you feel? Absolutely. I thought, not to jump too much ahead, but his work rate... We've always said that he's his work rate is, is something that we've always obviously loved. Probably his best asset since he's been um since he came here for us but he never had that end product until obviously recently so the last year or so when he's been consistent it's just so nice seeing him combine all that together and we are seeing this beautiful consistency that is just propelling him through the season it's fun it's phenomenal and i'm just so happy for him it was um it was just a really well worked goal one that it was one of those where it was just the bravery. It was the confidence that is just a trademark of our season. We're not afraid to test defences, to drive straight at players. And it was just a fantastic reward for a, for a great goal. And like you said earlier on, it really killed the game off. You know, that made a 2-0 with inside seven minutes. And, yeah. um, and from then on, game management that's that's what we've been doing so well this season so it was a great start obviously and well deserved well back to seeing yeah. that triangle weren't we though that, that Bruno Trippier and Almiron yeah. all yeah. throughout the Mystic. game throughout it mm. it's great just to have club football back I, I was oh, sat I watching that it's game so nice. just smiling <laughs> you realise just how um, you, you miss those kind of uh, link ups between certain players that you just don't get with international football do you those little dinks over from Trippier into Miggy, you know, it's become a bit of a trademark. Yeah, but they work. It works, it works every so single well. time. It works <laughs> so well. And people don't know how to deal with it. No. The pace is phenomenal. Miggy's very left-footed, but then you've got Trippier's right foot to compensate for that. And it's um, it's just been one of the highlights of the season for us. It has, I think. Uh, so I was watching it on US uh, coverage and their commentator said that was our fastest ever 2-0 lead in the Premiership. Uh, within within eight minutes to go two 0 up, it's the first time we've ever Honestly, done it in that, that short amount of time. They come out with some stupid stats, <laughs> don't they? Like what? Who cares? <laughs> no one cares. But it's a nice thing. To, it's a nice thing to know, anyway. Uh, so pub quiz. If we ever get that question, <laughs> it was against Leicester on Boxing Day in two thousand and twenty-two. Um, there was a penalty shout uh, for Leicester uh, towards the end of the first half. Um, it was actually a great save by Nick Pope in the end, but uh, Dakar kept getting through kind of the middle of our two defence, um, and I thought that was going to cause him a bit of a problem, but it uh, wasn't for me enough to be a penalty. I think Nick Pope did very well in making the save, and it was just the follow-through that uh, catches him. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian, were you dis- were you surprised to see Dakar go off at half-time and, and Vardy come on, considering how good he was doing uh, in that first half? Yeah, the... I said in the group chat, he, he looked like he was he was having a bit of joy, um, especially on the break. I think he's 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 very very quick anyway. Yeah. Um, and I thought 
I don't think we were getting sort of careless, but there was just times when we were getting caught a little bit. Um, and like you say, he was splitting the sort of the two centre-halves and, and getting some joy. So, um, to be honest, I, it took us a good 10, 15 minutes to realise that he had, had went off because um, I missed, literally missed about the first 30 seconds of the second half. But, um, yeah, it was it was quite surprising. But I think that they tried possibly the same with Vardy. Um, but, again, like I say, we... This this season, time and time again, we've we've come up against different types of strikers, and we haven't looked nervy or uncomfortable. Obviously, it helps when you've got um, a really good centre half partnership, which I think is is what we've got in Botman and, and Shaw at the minute. Um, and then obviously Dan Byrne again doing another fantastic job at left back, and then Kieran Trippier is is, is composed and is is a leader as always. So I never never other than the like the other two sort of chances he got in in the, the first half. I never really thought we looked threatened at all. Um, I thought we com- uh, dealt with them really, really well and, and sort of confined them to, to little half chances. I think we're having so much joy as well. Like, with further up the field, it was just making yeah. that line just step even further up the field. Hence why we nearly got caught a couple yeah. of times on the counter-attack. Because, like I said, we had so much possession. We're so comfortable with the ball as well. I think everybody wanted a piece of that as well. So we've got two defenders in Botman and, and Fabian Scheer who are really comfortable with the ball as well so they just wanted a bit of the action in, in midfield as well so everybody just pushes that further up the field don't they? Well you've yeah. seen that with uh, with Scheer's run in the second half. Mm, it's a little uh, adventure Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Hatton Ben Arthur-esque run Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely but we'll, we'll, we'll come to the second half in just a minute but before we do that there is obviously the third goal to talk about um, it's a Kieran Trippier corner um, again another brilliant ball in the box from him and Joe Linton's probably the easiest header that he'll ever have to make. I don't think he jumps for it much um, and he just hits it straight past the goalkeeper and it's 3-0. Um, it's nice to see Joe Linton get some goals this season. Um, it was the one thing that people were, even though the resurgence has happened and he's turned into the player he has, people were still criticising him for the goals mm. he wasn't scoring. Um, so it's nice to see him you know, I think that's his third or his fourth this season already so it's, it's nice to see him get a few on the few in the score sheet. Um, and it was a well-taken header, to be fair. It's another another Jordy Brazilian baby on route as well, by the looks of it, Scott. Yeah. With that yes, celebration. looking at the celebration. Um, yeah, he, uh, he ran straight up. And Bruno's reaction, I think uh, the, the All the Smiling Faces Twitter account tweeted a nice little picture of the two of them celebrating um, as well. So that was, uh, it was good to see. Um, but we go 3-0 up in to half time and you, you you're kind of thinking well what are Leicester going to do to 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 hurt her and uh you know like we said they made the change uh, they brought on a, a you know a, a change in striker um and for the first sort of 10 minutes of that second half it was all Leicester but you would expect that you would expect that you know the home team to be behind by much they are they're going to try and do whatever they can and and Joe it, it kind of took us a little bit to maybe find our footing in the second half but I think also we controlled the game very, very well in that kind of first 10, 15 minutes just to make them believe they had a chance yeah, and then break them down afterwards. No, agreed. The brilliant thing was that we didn't need to do anything major in the second half. We, The one thing that is that I found throughout the season is that I've been very calm uh, when we've been in the lead, whether it's one, two or three goals. Never before, I, I think... Um, have we seen a team that is so good at game management, so good at just controlling and nullifying what the opposition do? And we saw that in the second half. Yeah, okay, they had a few more chances. You know, they brought Vardy on. He 
he caused a lot of um uh, you know or some problems but at the same time we never really looked at conceding i don't think and it was brilliant you know you sat there just comfortable you're thinking there's no but bar some kind of defensive mishap there is no real reason why we should concede and there's no um there's no real reason for us to really push to try and go for a fourth um and that's what we did that's what we did i think that is one thing that's been fantastic about this team for the most part we've nullified teams and we've not needed to be on the offensive on the press for 90 minutes of a game it's not necessary and that's just down to eddie howe and his brilliant coaching it's just another, it's such, yeah, a, it's such a nice change though considering mm-hmm. We used to go, you know, one nil up, and you'd be like, okay, well, it'll be an, it'll be the opposition goal in the next 10, 15 minutes, or yeah. or even sooner. Um, but now to think, okay, we'll get another one, that'll be fine, and then you get that other one, and then you get a third, and you're just like, okay, let's relax, let's yeah. you know, not not uh, take the foot off the gas, but at least let's not let our let lose our heads and and, and throw away this. And we haven't done the season, you know, bar the Man City game. But it's Man City. It's Man City. We haven't really yeah. given away a lead uh, too much. But, you know, you're playing probably one of the best teams in Europe. So you can be right. forgiven for that sort of right. thing. Um, focus a little bit on the middle of the field, that kind of three midfield partnership of uh, Bruno, Longstaff and Willick, which seems to be working week in, week out. And with the news that John Joe Shelby uh, is out for another six to eight weeks with a calf injury that came out just before kickoff. Uh, Chris, it's working, right? Those three just seem to be so in sync, so in harmony that, you know, we can almost allow a player to be injured for a certain amount of time because those three are just doing so well. The Olaf has something different, mate. Uh, they really do. Um, I've, I've been a big fan of Willick um, and I've mentioned him a few times on the reactions and the previews that I still think he's got something else to give. He, I feel as if he holds back a little bit and he's still got something else in there that we haven't seen yet. Um, Bruno, you know what you're going to get. From Bruno, it's man, man of the match performance almost every single game. I think he got man of the match again today um, from the commentary which was shown. Longstaff, I've seen Longstaff get quite a bit of criticism saying that he's the weak link in, in the, the centre of the, the midfield and the centre of the park. I'm starting to disagree massively with that because his work rate today, mate, was ridiculous. Yes, he's not the best footballer. He's not the most comfortable with the ball at his feet. But he will literally graft his arse off for that full 90 minutes. And you need somebody like that in the team that will do it. That'll win you the ball. And that's it. Just break the player up. That's all that he does. And I'm happy for him to do that. Yes, he's not the fastest. He's not going to be creating as many chances as the likes of Bruno Willock. We're not expecting him to do so. You need somebody like Longstaff in the, in the centre of the field. And I thought he had a great game again today. And we'll not be comparing Longstaff to Lionel Messi like we did last time <laughs> in the reactions. Um, no, but it's 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 nice to see. I think with Joe Willock, um, you see him drift off towards the left and him and Joe Linton kind of play that hybrid where they'll switch around a bit. And that's really nice to see that we've got that option as well. And it's almost like when, you know, when we do attack, Dan Byrne will stay back and make a back three. When we attack, Joe Willock will join Joe Linton on that left and, and almost make like a front five, which really, I don't think, Opposition teams know how to deal with that. They they don't know who to mark. They don't know what's going on, and it's it's all credit to Eddie Howe and his tacticians. Um, because it's not it's, just that, Scott. Like, you, you've got to think about when we when we don't have the ball, we're still closing down in packs of three, yeah. so they don't know where to go because they're literally getting hunted down by yeah. by a handful of players, mm. and they can't pass the ball out. Which most Premier League teams now they want to pass that ball out from the back. We don't give anybody a chance to do that. They just end up lumping it forward or misplacing the pass. We saw it so many times a day from Leicester where there's just a misplaced pass and there's a Newcastle player ready to go, ready to start again. 
Yeah, I thought the um, the tracking back by Miggy and Joe Linton was second to yeah. none. Yeah, absolutely fantastic, and that's what we need. Yeah, Miggy was uh, was getting all over the pitch at times, and it was just like okay, and you'd blink and you'd be oh, he's joined the attack as well. Okay, well he's obviously got the energy to do that. He's like a little energizer bunny. Uh, he'll just keep going, and let's hope we got fresh batteries for Christmas so we can just keep keep on going for the rest of the season. Um, there's been talks today about Miggy Almiron getting a new contract or talks opening from a new contract. I think uh, Fabrizio Romano's put something on Twitter during the game. Um, it's well-deserved. I think, you know, we, there's no one's going to complain. I think maybe six months ago, there might have been a question of whether or not Miggy stays, but, you know, he's he's earned that new contract if, if that is the truth and that is going to happen. So Does it worry a little bit there. that the fact that you see it so many times where a player who's in decent form gets a new contract, then they drop a little bit? If it wasn't Miggy, yes. But I think with Miggy, he always has that he always energy has that and, kind yeah. of energy about him and he's always trying hundred percent. I think the difference now with Miggy is that he's got the players around him where the yeah. the skill that he's always had is now just shown. And it's a it's a difference to him making just the runs and you know, no one um no one passing the ball to him or, or no one using them in the way that he can. And I think Kieran Trippier even said in one of his interviews this week is like me and Eddie Howe have been talking to Miggy and I talk him throughout the game. And I'm like, look, you make these runs and I'll find you and this and that. So, like I say, the players around Miggy have made Miggy a better player. Um, yeah. And it, I, I don't think him getting a new uh, a new contract is really going to stifle that performance. I think he's proven that he can do it week in, week out. It's, it's good to see that he's actually got that position and he's made it his own now because over yeah. previous managers, we've seen Miggy play all over the field. We really have. Yeah. He's He's made yeah. that position. He's on now. And like you said, the arrival of, of Trippi, I would say mainly Trippi and Bruno, have made him a completely different player. Yeah. Well, it was funny when he got taken off. Um, he, wanted, he wanted to go to the away fans and the referee wouldn't allow him. So he went off the pitch and walked a long way around so he could go past the away fans. So he's clearly now loving his football where I think maybe 12 months ago, there was a question on whether or not Miggy would be leaving the club. Mm. Um, I know his agent was kicking up a stink and saying he's got X amount on a bio clause and whatever. Um, he seems to have turned a corner not only in his football, but in his love for the the, the, the club and the team. So, yeah, it's, it's great to see. Um, we'll talk a little about the substitutes who came on because obviously St. Maximum featured Jacob Murphy. And also uh, Matt Ritchie made an appearance, mm. I think, for the first time this season. And it was nice to see him play in his old role of, you know, right midfielder or right winger, however you want to be. He wasn't playing left back. They kept down. He wasn't playing right back, sorry. They kept Dan Byrne uh, there. I've got my left and right mixed up there, haven't I? Yeah. <laughs> um, doesn't matter. But uh, he, he came on the pitch and he, he did a job. But St. Maximum, Ian, did you did you see much from him? He only had about nine minutes, I think. Uh, what were your thoughts on, on his performance? Was that to me just because you, you went a little bit jumpy? It's oh, probably my wife. Yeah, sorry. I yeah, said Ian, no, yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, he looked, again, he looked busy. He, it's very much similar to what, what he has done the last few games where he's come on. He's, he's brought that little bit of energy when possibly we were dropping a little bit. Um, if if I remember, um, he, it looked like he was, when Chris Wood went off, it looked like he was he was playing sort of through the middle. Yeah. yeah, but he was playing like, he was playing across the sort of the, the front line. Um, but no, he, he looked like he wanted to link up with players a lot more today. Um, again, similar to what I've said the last last couple of weeks, it, 
it's not a world-class performance, but definitely not one of his Puara games. He looked busy, looked exciting. So obviously, he, I think it was the, the message he put out just before Christmas that we weren't ready for what was about to come. So um, hopefully that can can still transpire and, and we still haven't seen what, what is the best to come from him. But um, he would be one, of, and as, as exciting as a player he is, he would be the one that... He is needing to fight for his place. The, the likes of Almiron has proved uh, his worth at the club. Um, the, even the, like, like, the likes of Joel Linton, even the likes of Kraft towards the end of last season, um, Shelby before his injury, they've all stepped up. So it would be nice to see him be next in line for the for the Eddie Howe treatment. I think the issue with that, just, just to pinch this, Scott, um, and Joe, I think you mentioned this on one of the previews, that if you take Joel Linton out of that team, you don't just lose that one player. Let's say if Saint comes in for, for Joe Linton for some reason. Um, you don't just lose that. And like you mentioned earlier, Scott, you lose the, the ability to, to change between Willock and Joe Linton on the left-hand side and Dan Byrne as well. He's going to be a hell of a lot busier if yeah. it is just Saint Maximum on that left-hand side when you've got the opportunity to... There's so much and so the dynamics on the left-hand side of the field. I know we we'll speak about the, the right-hand side a lot with Trippier, Bruno and... Uh, Almiron, but that left-hand side is just as important as well because the way they can move and swap positions between each other is great. It really isn't. I, I can't remember a time we've seen that on the left-hand side of the field in recent years. Hmm. Yeah, it, it's. I think that's one of the reasons why we're seeing St. Maximum drift so much because I think Eddie Howe's like, look, find your place in this squad because you're not getting on the right. We're kind of you know, we cannot replace these three. They're playing so well. The left is starting to solidify as well. You know, you need to find your place here, otherwise you're going to find yourself on the bench a lot more. And you know, he he seems to be doing it, and he moved him in the middle. He's always said he's a number ten. He always mm. said he prefers to play in that ten role. We just don't utilize that number ten position really. You're either box to box, or you're you're playing playing a bit deeper. So, yeah, maybe he'll have to adjust his game. Um, but we'll see. Like I say, it was only seven eight minutes that he got I think in the end so you can't really judge him too harshly on, on the performance or anything because he didn't have long on there and the same with Jacob Murphy you know he came on I didn't it didn't seem to do anything special but he didn't do anything wrong either so it's always good to see you know that we can make those changes I do think maybe he's, the changes came a bit late considering we were 3-0 mm. up I would have thought maybe Eddie Howe would have brought them on maybe around the 20-25 minutes to go Mark um, just to give him a bit more of a foothold in the game but I think at that point Leicester was starting to break us down a bit more and, and we were taking our foot off the gas, so they were getting chances. So maybe he was just trying to steady the ship before he did those, but who cares in the end? It ended 3-0. Um, we are now sitting second in the Premier League. Everybody pinched themselves. We are not dreaming. Um, he has another useless stuff for you, Chris, that the commentators brought up. This is the, fir- <laughs> this is the first time since 2003 that we have been in second position. Uh, not since the Bobby Robson era. So, um, obviously, Man City play tomorrow, so we'll see how long that lasts. Um, I think Man City have got... Uh, Wednesday, I think, isn't it? Leeds, Wednesday. Wednesday. It's Leeds. Monday today. Yeah. They've got Leeds on Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. As Mark put it, we are in the gooch of Christmas, so we'll, uh, gooch we'll of find Christmas out what it is <laughs> as it uh, goes through. Um, but unless anybody has anything else to add, we will wrap this one up, lads. Yeah, I just want to say a massive shout-out to the fans. Today, they were oh, absolutely yeah. class. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. 90 minutes um, of Daryl we getting, was there. We were getting uh, so. renditions of uh, all Colacini and, and all sorts. Uh, Last th- Christmas, today. Jingle Bells, oh. we'll have the whole rendition. Joey was, was loving cool. it. He was singing along. 
Obviously, I, I put some of the, the voice clips. He had a had a wheel of a time, but he's went and scrambled his pizza now, so he doesn't care. Like I said, though, it's just great to have club football. But uh, I know, like we're watching the World Cup and international football, and and yes, you, you you miss club football, you miss seeing Newcastle United. But once it arrives, you didn't realize how much you missed it because, like I said, I'm sat there absolutely buzzing watching that match, and it's it felt like another game where we still really didn't perform as to the best that we can. No. There's still something else to come, and I. I think, yes, it's another game where we'll, we'll win three, where we'll score three and we'll absolutely batter a team. There's still something left in the locker. Yeah. There really is. And I think yeah. I think other fans are starting to realise that as well. And, and there's been a few tweets going around the ceiling being like, these aren't even getting started yet and they're doing this well. It's like, what is to come? So mm. long... It's also nice as well, Scott, to break the ducts that we had because we had a yes. looking the Boxing Day record. I think Bolton... No, sorry, it was Palace at home uh, when we won five one. That was the last time we won on Boxing Day. You said that we, of all the Premier League teams, we are, are the lowest rank in regards to, yeah. to wins Boxing on Day. Boxing Day. Yeah, well, it's half the time we we'll have like Man United. Uh, well, well, that's well, it's normally a, it's normally a really bad one. Yeah. It really is. I don't think Eddie Howard ever won on Boxing Day either, and I don't think Eddie oh, Howard ever Leicester. won at Leicester. No. Yeah. No. So yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. record breaking Boxing Day, um, yeah. which is always nice to see. Can I ask you lads about expectations now for the season? Oh, We're approaching the halfway point. I know it's dangerous. <laughs> Some people are saying title run. I think it's a little bit, bit much. But now that we're approaching halfway and we seem to be consistent, where do you think we can go from here? Do you think that there'll be a drop off? If if you ask somebody that doesn't follow football, right, and has no idea about, about yeah. the Premier League, and they look at that league table, Newcastle are in a title race. Um, I know it's halfway through the season, but Newcastle are in a title race. If you ask a Newcastle United fan, we mm. will categorically say, no, we're not, because I think it's because we manage expectations a hell of a lot better than, than, than mm. some would. Even though Arsenal, Man City, yes, we're in touch and distance, but I think we're a couple of games behind them. Uh, sorry, they, they, they've played a couple of games less than us. But we're, we're definitely in a race for this top four. And yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we finish in the top four. Not at all. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, uh, you know, as a Newcastle fan, we all know your league position at Christmas means nothing. And, mm. you know, 96, 97 is a, a sharp reminder of that. Um, points clear. But, yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, like Chris said, I think, you know, with Spurs dropping points today, you know, with being, I think it was five or six points away from Man U, who were in fifth, might even be more now. Um, yeah, like this team is going into every game with no fear, and that's dangerous for the other teams because, you know, we, we can take anyone on. It's like when we had the cup draw, people were just like, yeah. You know, there was the all like, oh, we wouldn't mind the easy game against Charlton, but I was thinking, bring on Man City, bring on whoever, like, we'll, we'll take well, them all on. Like, well, I haven't even mentioned it there, the fact that we've just played less and absolutely dominated from start to finish. We've yep. got those in the quarterfinals at home at St. James's Park. Yeah. We've got a gift, gift we're gonna double, aren't we? <laughs> Trouble. We're still, we're still in the FA Cup as well. Come oh, on. yeah. And oh. all we won that uh, the trophy in Riyadh, so it's a quadruple. Yeah. We're on and for the we'll quadruple, the, lads. We'll get the, the charity shield afterwards as well. We'll do it all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm I'm at the beginning of the season. I was like eighth would be a good finish. Now I'm thinking between fifth and 
third is probably where we'll end up. I think um, as long as it keeps, if the weeks keep on passing by and the games keep on going by, and the commentators and the pundits and the media are still saying, ah, Newcastle are still around there, but they'll probably drop off. Long may that continue. They said yeah. the same about Leicester when Leicester won the league, and I'm not saying we're going to win the league, but if, as long as we stayed the, <laughs> as long as we stay the <laughs> underdogs and we keep on flying under the radar to a certain degree, keep yeah. it that way. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well. On all this positivity, I think we'll end it on a high, lads. Um, thanks very much for spending your boxing day with us. And thanks, Ian. Thanks, Joel. Thank you, Chris. Um, if you like this sort of content, we will be doing match previews. Uh, I think the Always Smiling Faces podcast is probably back next week. Or is it come back tonight? Do you know? It's not tonight. I know that. It's not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it will be back at some point. I'm hoping Extra Time will be back as well at some point in the near future. Um, and we've also, like I said, you've got your previews, you've got your FPL show, uh, and so much more on the way. Um, if you like all this sort of stuff, just scroll down from this video and hit the little uh, the little thumbs up. It'll get this into the feeds of other Newcastle fans. And while you're there, hit the subscribe button if you're not already, uh, and that'll make sure that you see all the videos that we post in the coming weeks and forevermore. Um, if you want to go that one extra step, you can also become a member. It is $2.99 a month, and that'll get you early access to all of these sort of videos uh, and plus access to the Telegram group, which... Uh, there was talk about eating raw chicken before the match, and I don't know what's happened after that because uh, I wasn't. I That's haven't been looking too much. It. Jesus it Christ! Is. <laughs> raw chicken? We were talking about chicken sashimi before before we, uh, we came out. <laughs> Something they do in Japan, apparently. But uh, I think that came off Callum Wilson being ill. People were talking oh, right, about oh, raw, raw turkey. But there you go. But anyways, uh, thanks everyone for watching. I hope you all had a great Christmas, and I will see you for the match preview for Leeds which will be coming up sometime this week. Uh, bye, everyone. We'll win you now. Cheers, everyone. Oh, it is. oh yes. <laughs>